Hello and welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I'm your host, Luke Probasco, and with me, as always, is my co-host, my partner in crime, Jacob Belleville. Hey, Jacob. Hey, what's happening? It is, you know, it's been a busy, busy week. Uh, very upset. I smashed my phone. I was at the gym, had it setting on the squat rack on the, like, the bars that, like, catch you at the bottom. And I would put it on one of them, was moving the other one up a little bit, and I go back and I bumped it, fell off, it landed on the bar, like on the base of the squat rack, and just shattered my phone. Awesome. And I pretty much just get glass in my finger about any time I touch my phone. So. Oh, but you can still text. You were texting me earlier. Yeah, I was texting. Uh, it's you must have you must have really had something you wanted to tell me if you were going to bleed through it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Those are, it makes for really good audio, but I'm showing my phone here and it's, it's, it's nice. So it's, it's perfect. I use my phone for a lot, setting lineups and stuff. I don't like to use the PC or anything. And here I am. Take a phone call, just get glass in my ear. I do it for the people. You can use speaker. I could. Then I have to make out which button that is. You just keep cutting yourself for no reason. I just love to cut. I love the pain. I, you know, it builds character, builds toughness. I get like to get the callus in my fingers, you know. So that's what I'm doing it for. Very good. 365 days till hockey season. Is that how long you're gonna wait to fix your phone? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Probably. So I use a uh, Visible. Have you heard about Visible? No. Use the same. No free ads. <laughs> We are sponsored by Visible here. No one knows this, but they use the same towers as Verizon. And you have to buy your phone outright is the only thing. But then it's free talk, text, internet, all that stuff for $30 a month. And each phone you add to it is $5 off. So I think Cassie and I's plan, we each pay 15 bucks a month or something like that. Nice. 20 bucks a month. But then you have to buy your phone outright, which, whatever. Phones are fucking expensive. But then, like, that's it. So, yeah, not too bad. There you, you go. Should, you should invest in a case. I do. I have an OtterBox. It just it hit it just perfect. Oh, okay. So, anyways, I've had my phone for a long time. They're on the Galaxy S22. I've currently got a Galaxy S9. So, it's been a hot minute. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Everyone might have heard that, but uh, welcome, Aaron Tweet. Bears here. Bears here, and we got another guest. We've got one of our power rankers. Uh, he deems himself the best power ranker of the two. Uh, his name is uh, Dennis Grimm. Welcome, Dennis. How's it going? Pretty good. I noticed that you didn't actually say that. I said it, but you didn't refute it. So take that what you will, Ian. Maybe those are fighting <laughs> words. Hey guys, hey guys. We have a very important moment right now. What? Moment of silence for Lavelle. Thank you, thank you. Team Tweet appreciates. And the other two. Well, they yeah, weren't on my squad. Yeah. All of them. Uh, Remember geez. their names, Jacob. <laughs> but yeah, that was a tough, tough loss there for, you know, Everyone involved, Virginia football team, families, like, I just, I don't know, I just don't get the whole school shooting things, 
I I can't put it into words and being a parent of obviously little ones like putting my kids in a school system like I get at colleges a little bit different but it's like you, that's kind of your safe safe space and you can't even <laughs> trust you, you can't even have your kids at a safe place and like when when that football team when that coach recruits those kids that coach acts as an extension of the parents and that family and there's you know one of their main jobs is to keep those kids safe and you know you have weird outlier things that happen like this and it's hard to put it into words but it's definitely a a tragedy zero faith in humanity don't get it but uh, no easy way to move on from that but we will get into um, our quick uh, little deal where I need to make sure you guys are going out there downloading rate and review the podcast downloading it looks like from our last one we only had four downloads so I I did it so I don't know what's happening I'm about to just stop putting it in the chat. No one wants to download it. What are we doing? Giving you guys everything. Give give me and Jacob something. Give me a download. That's what we want. Okay. You think if we showed more nipple, people would be more apt to download? I don't think so because we're mainly audio in a podcast, and it would ah. probably it would probably lead me and Jacob to do less podcasts. So oh. I don't think I don't think that would do. This is I guess. The only I guess. Okay. Sorry. I guess it also depends on whose nipple it is. Mine. Okay. Yeah, I think we'll pass. Who doesn't want to see a bear nipple? A bear. <laughs> uh, how many nipples do they have? Do we even know? I'll show them. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. All right, we're gonna get into our quick hitter, which isn't so quick this week. But in the chat, I asked, uh, kind of who. Who are some disappointments for fantasy this year? And we had the following answers. Justin Herbert, Elijah Moore, Russell Dangerous Wilson, uh, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, uh, JT, and Kyle, who is the Pitts. Um, I'll start with you, Jacob. And then I will go to Tweet and then Dennis, and then I'll follow up. We'll start with Justin Herbert. I know, like, some of these guys, let's just say, like, hey, it's going to be really hard for me to move them, but if I'm going to move them, this is what, like, I would have to get. So in all these cases, you own these players, and then you are sending them away. Jacob, what does it take for you to sell Justin Herbert? Um, I'd probably want, like, it'd be a downgrade, but I want an NFL starter, like, I don't know. Kirk Cousins or something like that, and then I'd want either an elite wide receiver or running back. If I can't get that, then I just want I want a boatload on the college side, like Debbie quarterbacks, Debbie wide receivers, Debbie running backs. Tweet. What do you? What's gonna for you? I think we're looking at this in our league perspective, and I think you got to get an NFL starting quarterback, like Jacob said. But I'm going all Debbie guys college side. All day, every day. I want, I want four, five of them. Herbert's gone. Give me. I mean, hell, I'll even take a Geno Smith right now. If that's the route I'm going to take, I'm going to go hard on the college side. Give me a, give me an, a, a, a starter for now. But we're going all in on the 
on the college side then. All right, Dennis. Well, I have him. So in my situation, if I were to move him, I actually have viable options. I would like a quarterback probably in it. I want it on a, the younger side with maybe upside. Like maybe he's not as good as like a Kirk Cousins right now. I mean, I already have like Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. I already have those guys. But somebody like within that younger range, maybe a little older than Herbert, that's still on the quarterback. That's still a viable option for quarterback. I'd want either. What about Dennis? What about like a CJ Stroud? Who's pretty locked into being taken probably top three. Instead of the NFL side? Instead of getting an NFL quarterback? Yeah, I'd be were, okay with that. More quarterback situation. Yeah. I'd be fine with it. Because, again, I have Fields and Lawrence who could be my two starters, and they're both top. Well, Fields is just on a fucking tear right now. What, what about... Um, on the, I have a I have a buddy I'll, who's got... Uh, Bryce Young. What about Bryce Young? Nope. No. No Bryce I'm Young. Not, I'm not a Bryce Young fan. I've never been a Bryce Young fan. Okay. Apparently you hate winners. Makes sense you're a Bears fan. All right. I would say <laughs> that I'm not probably moving him, but if I am moving him, it's going to be multiple NFL guys, including a downgrade, tear down at the, wide, or at the quarterback range. So at that point, I'm looking at somebody who's in that – QB, like, 10 to 16, 18 range. And then I am looking for a lot of supplemental picks, uh, high supplemental picks, and or a Devi guy, um, especially maybe a Devi QB. So, like, somebody that you really feel confident in, in that case of, like, a CJ Stroud, a Bryce Young a Caleb Williams, a uh, Drake May, something like that. Question for you guys. Yeah. When you look at, like, you're saying, like, a QB, I don't know, 8 through 16, let's say, right? Um, When you look at that, are you looking at this year or are you looking at historical? I'm just looking at, like, my prediction of, like, going forward. Because, like, past doesn't really help me for now and the future. So, like... Oh, if I get if I can get like a Deshaun Watson, it's like okay, I'm taking some risks, but he's been really good and he's paid two years ago. Yeah, yeah, he's been paid, so he's gonna he's gonna be an answer. So that's why, like, okay, I'm gonna want Deshaun Watson plus a little bit, but then it's gonna be hard to get that because Deshaun Watson has probably I would say a higher ceiling than Herbert. I think I think people value everybody different because I think Herbert is better than Deshaun personally. Deshaun hasn't played for two years. I don't know what I'm getting out of Deshaun after he gets paid and everything too. So, Tua, I guess if I Tua for me would be a nice would be a nice grab if I'm getting rid of Herbert because I think I think we can say Tua is a downgrade at least on the upside. Let's see here. I'm just actually going through ranking wise. So like, so like for me, if I were if I were to trade Herbert and I was able to get Deshaun plus like a wide receiver one or two, I'm, I'm definitely doing that. No, all day. Because I don't think the drop off is that 
pick between the two. Like, they're both probably top five quarterbacks as long as Deshaun for, didn't forget how to play, right? So. Yep. All right. I, for me, I'm not – I would not be all into the – like, Luke, I know you're a big draft pick guy, especially on the college side. You stacked up on it hard last year. Really I don't work. know if I'd be giving up – I don't know if I'd be giving up the draft picks or – I'm sorry – wanting to get the draft picks, I'd rather get the Debbie guys that are coming out, I think, personally. All right, so we'll move on. Uh, that took longer than I anticipated, so instead of going through all of those guys that I mentioned, I, I am most curious about what – I'm going to have two more that I'm really curious about. One is Kyle Pitts. If you are the owner of Kyle Pitts, what are you, what are you wanting – in return for Kyle Pitts. We'll start with Jacob. So I'm an irrational Kyle Pitts owner. And <laughs> I wouldn't trade him for any single skill player, period. I just wouldn't. All right. So you're going to have to package some crap up, or you're going to have to give me Justin Herbert. So I guess the league can get lost. and. <laughs> Tweet who That's not the game, Jake. I, I've never given up Herbert, but I had to if I had to do the package. He said it would be Justin Herbert plus. I I just told you the price. So tweet if you are a Kyle Pitts owner, what does it take to move on from him? I mean I'm gonna preface this. Every athletic tight end that's been drafted recently has not panned out. So like extremely athletic, like the Kyle Pitts, the Eric Ebron's, those guys. So I just, I, I'm not a believer. Um, honestly, I'd probably, I'd probably give him away for a couple, couple uh, pretty good uh, NFL guys, and, and maybe a Debbie guy. I, I mean, and it sounds, it like, sounds like a lot. I'm, I, well, I'm talking like on the NFL side things. I'm not trying to get too much, like. I mean, it depends on who value. Like, if I'm trading him to Belleville, like, I'm probably getting a haul. But if I'm trading him to Luke, probably not getting much. Probably not getting much. I don't know if that means that I'm cheap. I don't know what that just just means there. I would just like to point one thing out. The only tight ends that ever do anything in the league are extremely athletic. athletic. <laughs> just so you know. But right. they're, not, they're, not the, they're not the freaks that, like, the Eric Ebrons that came out. Like, these split-out wide guys that – can run the field. They're they're not those guys. Like the the George Kittles, the Travis Kelseys, those guys are not brought out of. They don't come out of college saying these guys are athletic freaks. They're first round draft pick tight ends. They're so good. No, they build themselves into actually good tight ends. They're not like these wide receiver tight ends like Pitts, Eric Ebron, all those guys. I I had a list of names I told Grim the other day, but they're they're not Njoku and. I mean, yeah. that a little bit because Kyle Pitts played almost as much receiver as tight end, and more receiver than tight end in college. Correct. But Kittle is an absolute freak athlete. He he is, but he's a tight end. Like he's a true. He just tight wasn't. End. He wasn't known for the athleticism, and he didn't get drafted because of, because of his freak athleticism at tight end and split out thousand yard seasons. Like he didn't. He got drafted because he's a good tight end. He can block. He can play. I think he got drafted because of the combine. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say he got drafted because of that, but like, well, that helped I'm him go higher. Dennis, what is uh, it going to cost for you to sell 
Kyle Pitts, and I think we maybe already know this answer because we sold him to Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> but would you Johnny sell him for Martin. cheaper now? <laughs> no, because while Jake is higher on Pitts, I am with him on the fact that as a receiver, I think he's number two, maybe three out of the wide receivers that have come out in the last two years. I'm including wide receivers and tight ends. Jake says, as a receiver, he's the best that's come out. I still like Chase personally, and I even though Judy's been a disappointment, I still think Judy as a receiver, I, I like him more than Pitts, but I would want a starting wide receiver, probably a rookie wide receiver that maybe is not getting a lot of snaps, like a David Bell, <laughs> and then probably some Debbie – uh, a Debbie guy on the college side. For me, it would take give me a current wide receiver two. That's all it's going to take for yeah, me. No kings in any dynasty leagues, Luke. No. I'd like to make a trade. <laughs> I, own, I own zero pets. All right, my last one. I will leave it up to tweet to pick. Do you want to do a Cortland Sutton or Elijah Moore cost? Oh, I want to do Sutton. You want to do Sutton? Mm-hmm. Okay. So on the show sheet, we also had Jerry Judy. Before we get to this, do you know what I said? Jerry Judy. Yeah. What, what it would take for me to trade Jerry Judy? I said. I mean, De- I think I, if we want to combine those two. I said, I said Devontae Adams. <laughs> Touche. I, mean, I feel like it's already happened. I mean, I mean Judy hasn't underperformed. He's injured now, but he has not. It, 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 Russ has underperformed. It, if you watch Denver play, Sutton is terrible. <coughs> With this, all this hype on Sutton has be. I don't know where that came from. Judy's the number one there. Sutton is not good. All right. Who, Sutton makes the incredible catch. Once Jacob, Jacob, if you, Jacob, if you're selling Cortland Sutton, what do you want out of Cortland Sutton? At this point, Cortland Sutton's 27. He's going to be 28 next year. Kind of at that age apex for wide receivers. So honestly, I'd probably just want a few supplemental picks that are in like the top five rounds. I'd be okay with that. Tweet. Trade him to a contender. You know. I mean, at this point, if you ask me before Judy gets injured, take an eighth-round supplemental pick and call it a day. I mean, now that Jesus, now that Sutton's just kind of the number. Is he even the number one? He's not. Like, yeah, he's not, he, plays he hasn't right. been the number one the whole year. Dolchich is the number. Or he's not even that, close. What's he's, that tight end's name? Greg Dolchich. Dolchich. Okay, he's, he's not good. Okay. Like, you get Hinton, Hinton, all these other guys are getting Hamler. All these guys are getting balls over. Kelly. Hamler is not getting him. He's got a hurt hamstring every other 24 hours. But you you got to look at this. Sutton is not very good. Like, De- he's not performing. Dennis, what's it going to take for you to get rid of Cortland Sutton? A couple high supplemental picks and a shot in the dark wide receiver, maybe like a LaVisca Chenault, somebody who moved to a new Sutton team. Sutton is a shot-in-the-dark wide receiver. <laughs> well, then Dennis just, wa- more Dennis just more wants to roll the dice somewhere else. For me, I said, give me a high supplemental pick. 
Give me a roll the dice on somebody else I can take a chance on and a college producer. Give me that. I'll be fine. Okay. That, that was our quick hitter, not so quick hitter, uh, as we are roughly 20 minutes into this. <laughs> so, luckily, we don't have a lot to talk about on the college side with college recaps. So, NCAA news. Brett, you need to watch out for Travis Dye. He hurt his knee, was carted off in the USC game this last Saturday. You had a bye week, but coming in this one limping, Travis Dye looks to be done for the year. Malik Cunningham hurt his hand in this one, and then Ali Jennings was a late surprise scratch. Nate, uh, Zach Evans, I believe, missed this game or was hurt. Can't remember. Uh it's been a hot minute. Jacob, you have Quinshawn Judkins. Did he get hurt in the Alabama game, or did he play? Uh, Evans? Yeah. No, I don't think he played. Ah, let me look. So, that's something to look out for. Josh Downs also got hurt about seven times in this game. Left and then came back. Looked like it was like a hip-back issue with Josh Downs. I expect him to play this week, but maybe he's just not as effective. But something to watch. Um, They have already locked up the ACC championship berth, so I don't know how much they have to play for because if they win, I doubt they make it to the playoffs anyway. So it's kind of irrelevant. So Zach Evans did play, but he only got six carries. Gotcha. So he might have got hurt in that one. So something to watch out for, Nate, is you were in the championship. Luke, uh, myself, Travion Henderson sat out, and Marshawn Lloyd didn't travel with the team. So I think Lloyd maybe comes back this week against Tennessee, but would not trust him. And Travion Henderson, I feel like what the Ohio State team is trying to do is get healthy for the Michigan game. Um I think they play Maryland this week. It's Maryland or Rutgers this week. I feel like they can probably win without him, but they don't have any running back depth. So I think he will dress, and they're probably using him sparingly, and I think C.J. Stroud just throws the ball a ton in this game. And then they try to get out of there and just not get people hurt, try to get to that Michigan game, and try to get that berth into the playoffs. Tweet. A chain in a walking boot. So <clears throat> I doubt they play UMass this week. So I doubt A chain plays this week. Uh, Lavelle Davis, as we talked about, uh, casualty in the UVA shooting. And then Chad Charbonnet, he was a scratch two weeks ago, went and balled out this week. I expect he'll play this week, but he was limited earlier in the week cowing the same uh, but he did play ian had chase brown had an ankle injury and kj jefferson with a throwing arm i don't know if it's just fatigue or what it is but he did not play last week so check on him patrick cooley misses a second straight game there for louisville something to keep an eye on grim uh edwards at michigan he was banged up in this one a little bit. Again, they'll probably try to keep him healthy for the Michigan game because that'll be the big one that everyone's looking for. 
or yeah, the, yeah, the Ohio State. They are Michigan. Uh, Corey Bonex got hurt in this one. I have already been hearing rumblings that Bonex is going to be out in this game against Utah. So I threw money on Utah. That was plus one at negative one ten. Try to get some odds there. Um, kind of where there's smoke, there's fire. Sometimes he was hurt. They already lost. They can make it to the Pac-12 championship still, but. I think Bo Nix misses this one, and Utah squeaks out a win. So, uh, got that going on. What else? Jacob, Adrian Martinez gets hurt again. That is an interesting thing to follow for real college football because uh, their quarterback that has been coming in has been playing really well. I'm trying to think of his name, and I can't right now. But he's been playing really well, and he's only got one more game to play that he won't lose his red shirt. So if he plays anything more than one game, and I think they have a chance still at the Big 12 championship. So there's like two games left in the season, a Big 12 championship, and then a bowl game. And Adrian Martinez has done it by the end of the season. So do they burn a red shirt and play him and see what they got? They also have Avery Johnson coming in as an incoming freshman who's supposed to be yeah. – pretty awesome so i'm just curious from a real real football standpoint what they do there um but he is probably going to be out this week Le'Veon moth actually started for uh texas a&m but was quickly replaced he was five carries for seven yards and one reception for eight then amari daniels comes in and goes 11 for 83 one reception for negative three yards so not exactly what you want to see for Le'Veon Moss, but it, I really don't want know what to do with most of this Texas A&M team. Like, no. Already dropped Amari Daniels. Okay. Just wash him. <laughs> Already dropped him. So uh, then Gibbs twisted his ankle. They said in the, in, the, in the game that he was fine. He had his helmet on. He was ready to come in, but they didn't use him at all. So – they're going up against Austin P. He probably doesn't play. No. Their season, for the most part, is done. If if Alabama doesn't win a championship, it's a wasted season. I feel like they're not into the Sunshine Bowl. They don't like that. So, yeah. So, Senior Bowl updates. Chris Rodriguez got an invite. Cameron Chris Rodriguez from the University of Kentucky. Cameron Peoples from Appalachian State. Tyson Bagnett. Um, I don't know where he plays at. Rashid Rice for SMU. Dontavian Wicks for uh, West or for Virginia. And then Andre Ilivasad. From Princeton. Got an Ocevis. Okay, Ocevis. And then uh, today... There was another person who got a invite, and that was... Will Levis, I think, right? Uh, I didn't see him. Roshan Johnson for Texas got an invite. I actually think he might actually get drafted pretty high. So, he has been a he nice... He's pretty high. Day two? Okay. Well, when you say pretty high, I'm like, you're not calling him a day one, are you? <laughs> There's only one day one running back. <laughs> I mean, there's only one that's shot at getting drafted in the first round. Hey, Shane. 
So that is all of the NCAA news. Uh, Jacob, you want to take the NFL news? Yeah, so NFL news, I only have one update for this week, and it is a movie called 80 for Brady. It is coming to a theater near you. It's a rom-com about some old ladies wanting to see Tom Brady win his last Super Bowl. This sounds like a great movie if you want to be sick to your stomach, and I would bet more people puke in theaters watching this movie than those that got sick watching Terrifier 2. And I don't know if you've seen that, but it's a horrific slasher film. Very good, but it is horrific. I've not. I think the only thing that I've seen nearly as horrific is Tweet's NFL Squad. And I puke about every time I look at it. Shots fired. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shoot. Too easy. I mean, mean, if you watched Bijan this past week, he, he was pretty bad. That was definitely his worst game. He belonged on your squad, right? Let's make a deal. Let's Nate's not here to make one. Trade deadline. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> All right. So, get into our league news. We have week 10 Malik Willis stats. One carry for negative four yards. Tough luck. Put the team on your back, Malik. And I'm looking at the box scores of the current game. Currently, he doesn't have any stats. But as we pointed out before, we did have Derrick Henry two attempts for four yards and a touchdown. So he has more touchdown passes than Malik Willis this year. And He also has 87 yards rushing and a touchdown, which Malik Willis didn't do as a running quarterback. And I don't know. I think Derrick Henry is a very good running quarterback. What what do you think, uh, Tweet? It's pretty good, you know. It's interesting because you are a mobile quarterback hater, but you like Derrick Henry. I mean, (laughs) I don't get it. Love Derrick Henry at the quarterback spot, you know. (laughs) Hate Lamar. Justin Fields, trash. Mike Vick, what did he actually do besides run a dogfighting rink? You know, eh, eh, just nothing. I like small hands that also rushed for like 73 yards last week. Michael Vick catching strays on the Casuals to Degenerate podcast. I don't know what's more shocking, trashing Michael Vick and Lamar and all these other guys, or liking Kenny Pickett. <laughs> I just, I, I just don't know if these these rushing quarterbacks are everything that people think they are. I also want to. Dis- they're, they're MVP candidates. Whoop de do. I want championships. I Josh have- is also a rushing quarterback. I mean, he runs the ball. Who? Josh Allen. Do you hate Josh Allen? He's more of a like Aaron Rodgers-style runner. Aaron Rodgers would break his clavicle if he ran like Josh Allen. Aaron Rodgers led the league in rushing multiple years as a quarterback. What was early, Rod, early Rodgers was fucking elusive and a pain in the ass. Yeah. That's, and so now you have early Josh Allen. There's no well, difference. Now we're seeing him lose to the Titans. Well, yeah, <laughs> Dude, don't don't say that. There's still time in the game. Don't say that. The NFC North is just what's going on there. Well, 
Kirk Cousins wearing them chains, dog. <laughs> them chains. Wearing those chains and winning by a point each week, yeah. Chains. <laughs> Heineke wearing them after they beat the Eags. Yeah, but the Eagles stomped the Vikings, so I mean. All right. Trade counter, we had one trade this week. Probably not worth talking about, but that moves our yearly total up to 75. We have been one active league, been pretty fun. So keep those trades up. I I would like to deem this time where we cannot trade college talent as our dead period. Kind of like the NFL treats their legal tampering time where, you know, go out, talk to people like, hey, We've already we've had a couple people already say like, hey, here's the guys on our trade box. Go out, reach to those people, try to get deals kind of already in place, so that when I believe we have one week, we we have our playoff games this week, championship games next week. Then I think there's like one week before our NFL trade deadline closes in week like 14. I think is how that works out. So then you've got like one week. So you might as well try to like formulate trades if you can. I would strongly encourage you to, this would be our uh, legal tampering time. So that's what I want to call this now. I like it. And I don't, I never understood the NFL talks about it like that. And like, it's just like, oh, it's okay for like these couple weeks. And then like any other time it's like, no, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> never understood that. But go out. <clears throat> if you have... Like, Dennis, your team is surging. You're looking pretty good. You got some guys coming. You got Rashad White looking to be taking over that Bucks backfield. You got some guys coming back to help your team. You're on your way up. Maybe talk to some people like, hey, what can I get there to help me in the the NFL side there for my, my playoff push? My team is also surging, and we're willing to listen to offers. You're surging in a different way. I don't know. He's he's out he's out doing his projection by twenty points right now. He's put up forty points already. Squad's here. And it's only Thursday. A B coaching matters. Last week he had a twenty eight percent increase in output in points. That's true. Twenty twenty eight percent is pretty dang good if you do math. <laughs> so I <laughs> When you're starting out at such a low point, you know. <laughs> Ninety-eight was. I like to shock the world. All right, so I am going to get into the playoff recaps for our college side. Our first game, Nate versus Ian. In our game of Nate versus Ian, we had the only guys I really want to talk about here are Josh Downs and C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud, we had Henderson out. It was a just, I believe, Day is doing whatever he can to get C.J. Stroud this Heisman votes. So I see more more passing coming. But in this one, he had 297 yards passing, five passing touchdowns, and eight yards rushing. Good for 42.68 points. Really helps out there. And then Josh Downs, like I said, was hurt on and off. Coming on, coming off, but every time he came back on, it's like he was scoring a touchdown. He had 11 receptions for 154 yards and three touchdowns, good for 44.4 points. When you get those kind of outputs, uh, makes up for uh, zero points from Jaleel B- Billingsley. So, 
In this one, Nate wins 285.3 to 226.4. Not a lot going on for hot dog water. Bear, you got this one exactly right. As soon as Nate lets lets him in, he sends him packing. You know, just a tough go for Ian this year. On the NFL side, he won it last year. Just having bad luck this year. And then he had a pretty solid college squad, I thought. And then just some injuries, bad luck, and one and done. But he did the exact same thing as last year. He squeaks his way in, very last game of the season, gets into the playoffs, and then gets bounced. So maybe... Maybe, Ian, that's what you, your team just does. You know, two for two, NBA jam rules, you're heating up. Next year you'll be on fire if you do this. So, in our second game, we had five-star culture, Mr. Tweet and the Golden Dovers, Chad. And this one, one thing I want to talk about player-wise is the one Eric Gray Kind of wrote off. Everyone kind of, I don't want to say everyone. I th- people were very high on him last year. He underperformed. This year, doing pretty well here. He had four receptions for 12 yards, 211 yards rushing, and two rushing touchdowns. Good for 38.3 points. You needed all of those to get this victory over the Golden Domers, in which you won 286.56 to 256.58. Now I want to take a step back. You won. You won by 30 points. Chad, what could have been? What could have been? In our fan tracks, you can look at transactions that you do for setting lineups. Everyone can look at this. And I went back and I looked. And what did I see? Charbonnet out of your lineup. I get it. It was due to, you know, him being inactive. It's the last game being there on the West Coast. But you put in Odunze. Odunze got you 11.6 points. But had you played Charbonnet, he would have got you 48.9 points. Then Cowling also hurt going into the game. You take him out, you put in Ja'Cory Brooks, who got you 16.1 points. That's actually a pretty good showing. But then Cowing on your bench got you 20.9. So again, would have done marginally better. And then you put in uh, you t- put in Cordero for uh, San Diego State. Or no, you took him out. Siobhan Cordero for San Jose State. And you put in Frank Harris. Frank Harris got you 19.34 points. Cordero would have got you 29.7. Those three moves you did leading up to the game, those three moves were cost you 47.04 points versus 99.5. Like you lost out on... 52 points and your total would have been 309.04 you would have obliterated tweet 
I can't always start your studs. Always start your studs. I don't get it. Chad, I understand you are a Raiders fan, but you don't have to treat your team like the Raiders. Okay? You can be good. It's okay. I know you're a Notre Dame fan. You haven't been good in a while. You probably got scared. You're like, oh, I don't know what to do. And you pissed it down your leg. Okay? I need you to get better for next year. Okay? Regroup and come back hungrier than ever. And you, you're probably going to be pretty hungry given your NFL side and how long you've been in that cellar. And you're going to come back up. It'll be this whole thing. But, Chad, condolences to the Golden Domers. You are still playing for third place so you can get your money back, but this was such a shot. I don't know if you'll be able to recover. He's going to he's gonna come out of that cellar with that Mark Davis haircut. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, those were our recaps from um, last year. I also, in, in spirit of... Of something coming later with some grim fun facts I did want to just give people an idea of what is a good score in college like what do I have a chance at winning so I went and looked at everything this year our league average is 241.83 so if you're scoring over 241 points you should at least have a 50 50 shot of winning so that's kind of your marker Last year, it was 248, so we're down by like seven points. So around that 240, 250 range, you should feel pretty good. So if you're scoring above that, like I would say that's that's a good day, just for people to have an idea. Now we are getting into our playoff previews. Uh, Bear is with us. I would like to say that our playoff teams, our four ones that are left, are the top four scoring teams. Um, in the playoffs, so playoffs are doing what they should be, the best of the best, and here we are, bare to give us our playoff previews across the league for Week Twelve. Dun dun dun! Hey guys, y'all ready for Turkey Day? I am. <laughs> Love me some turkey, gravy, mashed potatoes, green bean casserole. Some of y'all don't like that. I do. Anywho, I just did a full preview. I was 2-0 last week. Fuck. God, this shit's easy. Easy peasy. Picking the winners all day, every day. So I started with the consolation bracket. The people that don't matter, like Jacob Grimm. You know, people like that. <laughs> Anywho, um, we got Grimm versus Patrick. The cousin pillow fight, as we call it. Woo, 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 woo. Grimm wins. By a mile. I do have a question here for for you, Grim. How many times have you beat your cousin across both leagues? Does he ever beat you? Yeah. He, he has. I think he, I think he beat me on the NFL side this year. This year? Okay. I think so. I just feel like you've always had his number. Yeah. I've. <laughs> I think I've won more than I've lost against him. Do you let him know that? Sometimes. You definitely need to keep... keep. I know you're a very humble guy, but you just need to keep turning that knife. Like, hey, I'm very so much humble. better than you. All right, go <laughs> ahead, Bear. 
you on to your, our next matchup. Yeah, that doesn't please, matter. Please keep it with a southern accent, though. On to our next matchup that doesn't matter. We got Jacob versus Corey. I mean, these guys were more up and down than a fucking seesaw this year. Up, down, up, down, up, down. And all of a sudden, somebody jumped off the seesaw. Somebody fell down real hard. <laughs> Give me Jacob for the win. There we go. 102. Jacob's coming for it. Hey, if my dick is up, how can I be down? Okay. <laughs> 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 I don't really know what to say about that. <laughs> All right, now we got the hot dog water. We got the Chad. Hot dog water, Chad. Battle for fifth and sixth place. Battle for fifth, battle for sixth. Chad, the Bear picked both these guys to lose last week. Guess what they did? They fucking lost because he's a genius. I... I'm going to go with Chad because I just saw Lou Nichols has already only posted a three-point game in that snowstorm the other night. Give me Chad all day. Have you taken a look at the updated scores right now? No, because I do this after or before the latest updated scores. Well, let me tell you, Ian's not in for a good day. A big old pooper from uh, Mordecai. He, uh, Mordecai had 17.92 points, and Rashid Rice had 10.1. So he's had a quarterback, a wide receiver, and a running back. He's at 31.52 points. Woof. Yeah, that's no bueno. No bueno. All right, guys. It's time to get to the meat and potatoes, <coughs> the cream of the crop, the top of the top, the best of the best. The greatest of the greatest. The people that came to win the game. Playoffs? Playoffs? Yes, we're in the fucking playoffs. Practice? Yes, we practiced. It's a game. We understand that. But we're practicing to win the game. Tweet versus Luke. My God, this is a matchup. This is the one... Everybody cares about two of the highest scoring squads. Actually, the two highest scoring squads. Can Luke's team hold off Tweet's charge after Tweet sits? Sean Tucker. He cannot. Tweet is coming in for the victory tonight and tomorrow and Saturday. All the nights. <laughs> You're turning into Brian Kelly. <laughs> My family. You are sitting, Sean Tucker. Uh, apparently, they don't give him the football anymore. No. I don't know what happened. I am. They were getting blown out. I don't. <laughs> I'm also very upset the that game they just stopped handing him the ball. I'm also winning. very upset that now all of a sudden you're going to have a tight end that's actually able to score points. I thought you lost all those tight ends and then. Utah, they send they send Kincaid over to Clemson to get healed by the witch doctors over there, and he's coming back. I don't know what you're and doing I think over there. Like, I think he's like one of the highest scoring tight ends of the year. Yeah, fantasy wise. So, so yeah, that's a that's a big win. Yeah. Coincidence? I think not. I think you sent him over to uh, to Clemson, and those witch doctors performed on him. 
Well, I did, and that's how we're going to get the W this week. How about Saban Gora? 148 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Uh, there Was that for, English? Yeah, he's, I started him. He scored me 26.8 points from the running back spot. Best beware tweet. I'm coming for blood. I decided to sit one Bryce Young, and I can't wait to watch the UCLA-USC matchup at night. That two bad defenses, and I just hope to see like a 50 to 50 point game. Like, I'm just fortunate a lot of my players are playing turds. So <laughs> I have not a lot of good defenses out there. One question is Quinn Ewers starting? Not for mm. my squad. No. No. Definitely That's not. That's because he's, he's not elite. He's practically a freshman quarterback playing under a new system. Not too worried about it. The guy's like 32's got a mullet. <laughs> So, not too worried. Bears coming in with this last prediction here, though. Nate versus Brett. This goddamn matchup is going to be crazy. (laughs) I don't know what to think, but Brett's team is where we thought they were going to be. They are who we thought they were. If you want to crown their ass, crown them. They are who we thought they were. A good team. And then we've got Nate, who, well, he's questionable at best. <coughs> even on his birthday, he's questionable. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, want to be, he didn't even want to be here. So he had we more are literally there. at the point, Luke, notebook. We are at the point in the year where points matter. Points matter more than your record. They've always mattered. I've been saying it from day one. It's always about points. It's always about the points. Because if you don't score enough points, your record's not going to get you the next round. I've been trying to tell you guys. Just no one listens. That's why Brett wins. The points matter. The points matter. The points matter. Brett wins. Nate can't score points. Suck it, Nate, on your birthday. (laughs) Two losses on his birthday. I'm going to hand him a, a loss there on the NFL side. I thought about letting him win. I decided not to. By the way, fun fact, Nate, your birthday shares with the day The Rock made his debut in the WWF. Now the WWE, and that was 26 years ago today. So just so you know, fun fact, you and The Rock are pretty much best friends. Today is National Homemade Bread Day. Saw it on the internet. Nobody made any homemade bread. Nobody made it. Nobody. Nobody. Okay. Sorry, Nate. <laughs> okay. Dennis in the chat, no one can see this, but he's asking how how does Tweet get invited to do this? And I'm not I'm not sure. <laughs> not sure. Okay, so we get through we got through our playoff previews. Dennis, do you want to go through our power rankings or would you like or would you like me to go through them? You got it. Alright, power rankings after week eleven. No change across the board. You got Patrick at 10, Jake at 9, Corey at 8, Dennis at 7, Ian at 6, Chad at 5, Nate at 4, Tweet at 3, Brett at 2, and myself. The one that we all need to be the champion. We all need me to be there. Number one. God, I hope I'm what what the league needs is a back-to-back champion. 
No, Brett. Let's go, Brett. I'm on the, <clears throat> Brett. I'm on the Hafner hype train. Let's go. I think I got to root for Bear. I can't. Root. I can't root for that guy. Are you kidding? Me? So you are rooting for me. We are loaded for Bear. We are Bear. We are. <laughs> All right, let's get Jacob. Get us into our Week Ten NFL matchups. All right, Week Ten NFL matchups. Me versus Luke in this highly anticipated matchup. The Steady Eddies. Me fumbled the bag. This was the week to take the top spot in the loaded NFC division, and the team disappointed. Luke gets his second win over a probable playoff team, me, while scoring the most in the league. Luke, how does it feel to finally be a bride and not a bridesmaid? I mean, it feels great. I like to put up a lot of points. Points matter. I've been telling everybody that from day one. You call yourself Steady Eddie. I've been a top three scoring team every single week. It's in jeopardy this week. We'll see if I'm able to do it. I probably will. Um, but it feels great, you know. Interesting fact, I believe this is my third week of being the highest scoring team in the league, tied with one other team in this league. Who is that? I don't know. It is Steady Eddies. Oh, there we go. How about that? There's there's Luke's fun I fact today. Two, but I didn't know if I had a third one. He did. He did. So Of course I did. But you but you now have uh two, is it two losses? You have three losses. Yeah, so our our record is tied, but then you have the points advantage. Unfortunately, because I didn't win, Corey finally lost and he's still in first. <laughs> I, I have a chance to get that number one seed. I got a, I got a matchup against Corey here in the coming weeks before the end of the season. So if I can keep a winning streak together and beat beat Corey, I got a chance. Yep. So You're I'm, in a good position. Big win. All right. So then Patrick versus Corey was our next one. Um, like Rulon Gardner over Alexander Karelin, Patrick shocks the world and ends Corey's, Corey's seven-week win streak. He did it in style, too, putting up his best point total of the season. Now, Jacob, quick quick sidebar. Do you Is not it, know who Rulon Gardner and Alexander Karelin are? I was going to say, I don't know if everyone's wrestling fans, so okay. you might want to talk about it. Well, it's referred to as the miracle on the mat. Alexander Karelin hadn't lost a Olympic match or a world match in, like, 13 years, and Rulon Gardner beat him to an Olympic Win an Olympic gold medal. Are you saying oh. Henry Roland Gardner? What? No. <laughs> Just keep, keep pouring your beer. Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, one of the biggest upsets in just sporting history. Obviously, wrestling doesn't get as many eyeballs on it, so it's maybe not as well known. Thank you for educating the league, though. No problem. Then... The next one we had was Nate versus Brett. I am shocked. After scoring negative three last week, Brett's management team chose to start P.J. Walker again. He scored five points this week while injuring his ankle. P.J. Walker's insurance coverage probably costs the team more than any positive contribution he can make. He's just a great ROI player. And after looking at how thin Brett's bench is... I probably would have started him too. Brett gets the win, but outside of Tyreek, 
digs and lock it, the future looks kind of nasty there. Just saying, about five or six weeks ago, he was 3-0. and And I said, Brett's not making the playoffs. Yep, yeah, that spicy take. Now where is he at? Brett and, Ch- Brett and Chad are not making the playoffs. Their teams aren't deep enough, and really, they were lucky to say this. They were lucky. Spoiler there. All right, then the next one we have was Tweet versus Ian. In his return to the NFL, Antonio Brown had this team playing hard, real hard. They saw a 24-point improvement after a single week with with his leadership. They still lost by a bunch, but we'll see how they finish out the season. Ian gets one of the wins that he needed three weeks ago and moves to three and seven. Tough, tough year for our champ. Yeah, it's been tough. So then the last matchup we had was Dennis Grimm versus The Dweller. Grimm took care of business this week, keeping that slimy cellar dweller where he belongs. Grimm has now put himself firmly in the driver's seat for the two seed as he now leads the division by a game and in points with only a few weeks left. As a league, we may need to start a GoFundMe for Chad's rehabilitation and reintroduction into society. We are responsible for turning him into this monstrosity, and we need to own the fact that we are responsible for what he has become. I just Great love change. I just love how like everything just keeps like week after week it's just something kind of added on to about the dweller and I can't wait to see the evolution of the dweller. Will he ever live amongst us again? He did he did for he did for a couple weeks and then he couldn't handle it. He went back down. I just want that Mark Davis haircut <laughs> <laughs> to rise up out of that hole. Power rankings. All right, so power rankings. Luke, you're still at one. Me, I moved up a spot to two. Because you lost. Because I lost. Yep. Corey moved down a spot to three. Grim moved up a spot to four. Nate, down a spot to five. Patrick, up a spot to six. Brett, down a spot to seven. Ian at eight. Chad at 9, and Tweet at 10. Those guys didn't change. A lot of flip-flopping here. Yep. A lot of little just minor flip-flopping. Brett, Brett won, right? Ah, let me look. I just wrote a recap on it. Yeah, he won. He beat yeah, me. won. Right, so I, then, I, yeah, so then yeah. he goes he goes down one. Makes sense. And then uh, Nate. Did Nate? Nate lost. Nate lost to Brett, yep. So he goes down one. Grim wins. He goes up one. I'm trying to I'm trying to keep it straight. I'm trying to keep it straight. Dennis. What's up? Why why does Brett go down one in the loss? Was it because Patrick was that much better? No, I just I think collectively Brett's scoring output was really his biggest weeks were the first two weeks. I kind of talked about it like, hey, he's just going to hit a downhill slide. 
You know what? Let's not better. Let's let's not let's not sugarcoat anymore. Let's not keep the people guessing. We've got a Grim's here to talk about his fun facts of the league. Let's just get into it, Grim. You're reading from it. I know you're looking at it. Let's tell the league. I was so excited about this. Grim's telling me about it, and I expect nothing less from Dennis. I'm getting text messages of his five-star notebook. Everything's written down. This is amazing. But I legitimately love it, and I think it's great content for the league. So I want I wanted him to share it with everybody. So take it away. Luke likes it because it's going to start some shit. <laughs> or he's hoping it starts shit. So You're going to fuck shit up. I think it's great because I think everybody looks in that mirror and says, my team is good. But at some point, you got to look in that mirror and say, I am a pretend. Really? I'm a pretender, and I need to fix my team while I can. I have some assets. I can move them. I can get better. I can also help another team. I think this is great, especially when we're gearing up for the playoffs and we're talking about you know our legal tampering time frame right now. This is great. If you think you are a contender, this should highlight. You're probably a pretender, and look at your squad and look at you know where you think your future goes. Take it away, Dennis. So I, one of the things I actually do, I've been doing this for however long Ian and I have been doing the power rankings, is I break out what, how much people score, but collectively how much a, does a league score. So Luke brought up the average of a college week. Well, the average for NFL has been pretty steady. It was one. It's exactly 170 this year. I think it was like 174 last year. So pretty steady right in that 170 to 174 range. So as Luke said, you score 170, more than likely you have a better chance to win. What if, you, what if you're scoring under 100? <laughs> Frequently. Well, that would be considered what I call a very poor game. I would call <laughs> that a seller dweller. Win those games. So I I broke down people what people have scored, what their average is for the week or for the weeks that they put and how much was scored against them. Just so you guys can get a full picture of it. I'm not going to go over every single thing on this paper, but just so you guys have an understanding of what I sent. Right. So you have you yeah, okay, go ahead. Sorry. So excited! I'm so excited. No, it's like you had like, you know, if you score was it like 150 to 159, what your record would be? The hell does that even mean? Yeah, yeah, I have I have that too. Yep. That was just. But uh, I. So I would go through each team week by week, and I would write their scores down. And did they win? And did they lose? And from here, it gives you a good idea of teams that maybe have been very fortunate and teams that have been very unlucky. I got one win, me, I'm very fortunate. <laughs> You're fortunate you for are. one win. And that was 196-point output week two. How? Wanted to know. How did he do that? That's what he had I don't know. <laughs> week two, or his first week, he scored 161. And those are the two highest point totals to be had. Week <laughs> he one and week two. He peaked he early. One and one, and then it just went downhill. I mean, but it, yes. Per the math of what I've done, 
tweet is the actual poster of how this should work. He scored 196 points. He won. He scored below 170 points every other week, and he's lost every other week. You're that guy's on the poster child. <laughs> For something. I'm the I'm the Playboy pen person. <laughs> you you are the centerfold of our magazine. You're goddamn tweet. right. Pick them so to I'm gonna, about. So I'm not going to go through all these, but I'm going to touch on each team and say a fun fact about them. So Luke's been my number one person ranked on the NFL side since week two, I believe, maybe even week one. Just no dis- just no respect. <laughs> the reason is he is the only person who has consistently, well, not consistently, he has scored over 170 points each week. Luke, do you know what your lowest point total is on the year? 186. Close, 183. If you take out the rest of your nine games, that still ranks 16th highest score throughout everybody else's point total for a single week. I'll take it. So, fun fact for Luke, that's why he's my number one choice on the NFL side. Um, Jake, you and I are close with Luke. We both have one week where we scored under 170 points. We both lost those games. So we lost when we shouldn't have, or we lost when we should have. But as Luke said, you've actually scored the highest point total three weeks out of the ten so far. And you've been my number two over Corey for a while, even though Corey was winning a lot. You were you were my number two because of the fact you put up 197 points a week. Luke, you're at 210. Those are leaps and bounds above. I'm at 185, and I'm next in line. I mean, you guys have you get. There's a tier. It's Luke, then it's Jake, then it's me, and then it's kind of a whole bunch of different other people. Even though my tweet. record only shows five. Tweet, and then tweet. All you're the other you're under the pile of dog shit in my backyard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luke's yeah, team is injured now. Wait, we're we're saying this, but Luke's team. My I made that Cooper Cup trade. Braylon Allen's going to score way more points than Cooper Cup the next four weeks, guaranteed. Well, let's, let's I put money on it. Let's also acknowledge something that's happened twice now. He's talking about this tampering period because I think he's seeing the writing on the wall. He's thin. Luke. Not doing good. Thin, buddy. So thin. Hey, everybody come talk to me. I'm sure I got players that you want. Listen, Nate, listen. Nate says, hey, I want to do a birthday trade. And he's like, Luke, reach out. I'm like... You're the one that wants to do trade. You reach out to me. Let's go, Nate. Whatever Luke offers you, I'll double it. I'll triple. <laughs> Tweet, you don't have the firepower to triple. On NFL side, I do. I got Greg Dorch. He's four foot three. And replacing six feet of snow up in the goddamn New York area, you'd lose Dorch like you'd lose a fucking cat. I guess I don't know what you're trying to highlight right now. His height. But you're trying to sell him, so you're not you're not selling him. Hi. Is that possible? <laughs> you like? Yeah, but Greg Dorch walks on snow. He can't get lost in it. <laughs> Guys, Jesus. He doesn't weigh enough. He just. <laughs> All right, go on, go on, Dennis. So, Jake, when you've scored over 170 points, you've lost twice already which you shouldn't lose. 
The games that you've lost, you scored 192 in week one and lost. It shouldn't happen. You scored 177 and lost, which again, right in that 170 range, so 60-40 flip in my opinion. Now I'm going to go to Corey. I'm going down the list on who, where I have people ranked, which is why I did Jake and I similar, because I've actually been very, very unfortunate in my games where I've scored over 170 points. I've lost four games. (laughs) I've lost four. Luke's lost three. And then Ian has lost three. But Ian's unlucky on a whole different level, and I'll get to him here in a second. Corey has been the second luckiest person based on what I've been doing. He has weeks where he scored 126 points and won. Just for people to know, one of the things that Luke was talking about was like my 150 through 159. I consider 139 and lower a really bad game. Like, that's the... Yeah, it, the dog shit that tweet lives on. That's that's how bad that yeah, we is. Five or six of those last week. Like the scores were extremely low. The I scores were bad last week. But we've had twenty one instances where people have scored less than one thirty nine. Three wins have come across it. Corey has one. Chad has one. <laughs> Patrick has one. But, Corey, the fun fact for you, you, up until last week, last week was the first time you lost when you scored under 170. So you have wins at 126, 142, and 154. However, he also has great weeks. He's the only person in this entire league that has hit every threshold I have. So under 139, the 140, 150, 60, 70, 80, 90, and then above 200, he's the only person who has scored in that range. So he's just too inconsistent for me to give him the top spot, even though he has the best record. So I know I haven't been on able to get on for a while, so that's the reason why I have him ranked lower consistently. Ian's college team. Yeah, I mean, really. it's That's, that's not a not – a, unfactual statement but he also has weeks where he's he has a 240 point week this year (laughs) which i think actually is the highest point total this year for us wild it is i'm going out for 250 this week you're on you're on a good start at least you're hoovering is now projected 120 (laughs) (laughs) he's beating me by 17 and I'm still projected over 200 points. But he has the best record when he scores under 170, and I'm talking about Corey there. Next, the luckiest, second luckiest person, Nate. Nate is, I think, the ultimate pretender in our league because he has two weeks where he has scored over 170 points. He has a 6-4 and four record. Those two weeks that he scored over 170, his teams have put up 223 points, 219. The next highest total for him is 160. So he's four and four when he score when he doesn't even reach 160 points. He's four and four. 
So he's had a very fortunate schedule against, you could say. Take it easy on the guy. It's his birthday. Jesus. Well, you know, Tweet tweet gave his shots. That was my shot at him. <laughs> now, Ian is actually the fifth highest scorer, I think, in our league. At once at sixteen ninety-eight. He has scored over 170 points five times. He has a losing record. He is two and three. He's lost games by scoring 173 points, which again, coin flip. But he's lost games at 197, 185, and he only has one win scoring under 170. So he has losses four other games that he lost where other people have won. Uh, who have I? Patrick. I have Patrick. He's been another one who's been pretty steady. He has four games above 170. He has six below 170. But he doesn't have – he's got like two really bad weeks or like three really bad weeks. Then everything else has been in the 160 to like – 180 range and he has like you said he just put up 200 points for the first time this week so he's he's also what i would consider a pretender even though his record is six and four what's up nothing what quick thursday update sorry no you're good quick thursday update Traylon burks had his his uh coming out game okay yeah he did he yeah. looked fantastic tonight. Yeah. He really did. At the end of the game, Jair Alexander for about 20 yards and then called him too small. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I mean, that, that's great. I, my favorite part about Traylon is he's got that future quarterback in the right wings, you know, a guy that can really rush the ball. He's closer, um, he's closer to having a quarterback than Deontay Johnson is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I they could draft a quarterback, and it might be a better prospect than Kenny Pickett. I don't even know if I need to wait till next week. Malik Willis stats, uh, nothing. He didn't play. He led his team morally to another 27-17 to victory. Boy, he's going to really morally lead Traylon Burks, who is overrated, to a You're whole not- lot of stats next year. Hey, one, he definitely wasn't overrated. Two... Two, Malik Willis was a third-round pick. If you don't think the Titans find somebody that... Fourth, wasn't he? Fourth-round pick. If you don't think the Titans like a wide uh, quarterback in this next draft and won't take one, they're not sold on Malik Willis. They haven't invested anything. All right, go get Bo Nix. Good luck. They might. Bo Nix is getting chatter about being a first-round pick. That's... That's crazy. Garbage. Yeah, that's, that's garbage. That's yeah, but you're basing it on it like previous years. I mean, Kenny Pickett yeah. was garbage too. Small hands. All right, Dennis. Let's get back to your uh, <clears throat> fun facts. Who would I leave off at, Ian? Traylon Burks sucking. Ian. That's who yeah. Left off of. I'm pretty sure I didn't say that. Yeah, um, Ian. Okay, so Brett. Uh, four and six, I predicted he would not make the playoffs. The top two teams in each division makes the playoffs. He's currently in that second spot. Ian has him outscored only by 70 points. So it's actually Brett and Ian's roster points-wise look similar. But again, like I said, Brett put up monster weeks in his first two weeks. 
compared to what his other weeks do. Um, he has been seven games below 170, and he's two and five. So I think that's about right. He hasn't won too many like really bad games. Uh, Chad, another one who again he had a couple. He had only two games that he scored above 170 points. That's Everything where, else. That's where he came out from the, the cellar, right? Yep. Yep, that's exactly he, what it he was. He thought yep. he was one of us, and we, we told him, nah, get back, get back, get back to the cellar. So, so weeks three through five is the cellar that he came out of. Week three, he scored 179. So, again, a virtual toss-up, and he won. He scored 135 points week four, pulled off the victory Should've lost at 135. And then 165, so a respectable showing that to give him his three-win streak, and then he's lost every game since. And then Tweet, we don't need to go over Tweet's team. Let's do it for fun. Let's do it for fun. You know what was weird about Chad getting out of the cellar? He just went around to, like, garbage cans and eating food out of them. (laughs) So then someone finally was fed up with it. They're like, get out of my trash, and threw him back in there. (laughs) And he hasn't climbed up. He hasn't climbed up. But um, a couple yeah. other things. I'm just gonna call out real quick. Did I lose you guys? No, you're still there. Just tweet okay. burped. I think he burped Techno- into his shirt thing. Is and- not my friend. Okay, so that's why I use five star notebooks in case people are wondering. I'd rather write than deal with a computer. Um, but we have had twenty, thirty games, twenty nine games where people have. Scoring 149 or less. Not 20, so Stop, Tweet. We're, we're try- Dennis is giving us cold, hard facts, and you are interrupting him. I am. All right, Dennis. Let's try this again. There, there's been six wins when people... Perfect. So, as a league, we're 6-23 and 23 when we score 149 or lower. Are you... Is that... What, Tweet? I, I missed what I missed it. Say it again. I I missed it too. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Okay, just start over oh, from you that part. What I said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So when people have scored under 149 points, which I think are bad to poor games, like 149, you shouldn't win many of those games. Right. Tweet As a league, or six and 23. So okay. we've had 29 games. Nate has two of those wins, and Corey has two of those wins. They also have winning records and are ranked higher than what I think they are going to be in the standings. We also have only one loss when somebody scored over 200 points. Anybody want to take a guess on who that was? Me. That was, yep. We've yeah. had 15 games where fucking, people have scored over 200 points. This is a fucking birthday boy. <laughs> one, of his, one of his big weeks, yep. Fucking, fucking bye week. Decided to not take a bye week that week. Yep. So upsetting. That's exactly what happened. But, yeah, so I was just, I, I like to do this, go over, because you realistically see where people are when you put it all out in paper like this, and I think it was something, I, like I said, I've been doing for a while. So I but, I have a question for you, Grim. Yeah. We are at 
this legal tampering time that Jacob just can't stop talking about. Obviously, sees chinks in his armor. And Are you we, talking about the playoff tender coming out game, man. <laughs> we need to trade for anybody. So, so we our current playoff picture, if it were to end today, would be Corey, yourself, with buys. Yep. And then it would be myself and... Versus Brett. Brett. Then who else? It would be Jacob and Nate? Jacob versus Nate, yep. Nate has it over Pat. Pat because of the points. So who of our current playoff teams are contenders and who are pretenders? Who... Who... You said... You said, like, Corey, he's, what is he, 8-2? Corey's a, Corey's a playoff contender. He is not a championship contender. He's just too inconsistent with his scores. But he overall, he's got a solid team. He's going to make the playoffs. It, they're going to compete. It's just, is he going to get lucky week in and week out like he was up until last week? And again, he wasn't lucky every single week. It's just he's been fortunate where he put up three of his worst scores and he's got victories off them. Give me Nobody Jake. Else. And and so you think <laughs> you think you think Brett misses the playoffs. So you think yep, I already, So you think it's you and Ian make it. I do. Yep. So you and Ian Ian could limp into the playoffs with a losing record, which I think at this point is like highly likely. I don't know. Somebody from the yeah the what what's which one are we the AFC AFC right yep so somebody in the AFC is gonna have a losing record in the playoffs the crazy Patrick or Patrick or Nate is probably gonna miss it by having a better record that is crazy our the last seed in the NFC would be the number one seed in the AFC give me Jacob for the win thank you brother Uh, I have two championship contenders on my list, Luke and Jake. I think their two teams have performed the best week in and week out. Like I said, I have Luke at a tier one. Jake, you're more of a tier one B. It's not like mm-hmm. your uh, your team's that. You know, you guys you score almost 200 points a week. You guys both do. So you guys are championship contenders. I, along with Corey, are playoff contenders. I already pointed to Corey, his inconsistent scores. For me, I don't have enough great games. Like, I've scored over 170 points nine times, but four of those times have been in that 170 range. So 170 to 179, four of those games have. So I haven't had the as many elite games as you and Luke, which is why I consider myself a contender in the playoffs, not yet a championship contender until I can start putting these weeks back to back to back. So what do you got to do to make yourself a championship contender? Is it possible this year? Is there a move you're going to make? Trade some people some quarterbacks. You know, actually, so my team name for people who don't know, it's damn second year quarterbacks. Because I have Justin Herbert, and then I had Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. QB1, Justin Fields. I now have a QB1 in Justin Fields. So him performing like he has been, I think, helps solidify my team. Having a very high floor on a weekly basis 
What if you traded him? What if this is the highest value that he is ever going to be worth and you are just pissing it down your legs by holding on to him because you are an avid Bears fan and you want to have him. Aaron Rodgers. I am a very avid no. (laughs) I will not have. I don't think I have a Packer on my roster in this league. I think I traded for one just because. That could be why you're not a championship contender and you're just a playoff pretender. Hey, Tweet, you have Aaron Rodgers. How how are you doing? Elite. Yeah. Brett started PJ Walker two weeks in a row and he scored 1.5 points. You know, I had. So Mac Jones was the guy I was trying to trade. You could trade him, Mac Jones. But he didn't want Mac Jones. Nobody wants he Mac Jones, Malik, Grim. He Stop trying Malik to get Brooks. people Mac Jones. At this point, you could get Mac Jones for pretty cheap. I would be looking for draft pick compensation on the college side because I have a third round pick, a fifth round pick, and then I think I have like five nine nine round picks. All right. So well, we get... know Dennis is trying to get all the ninth round picks. Damn it! But you won't get I mine if I that. have one. You get him, Mac Jones. You do have one. He's already poaching people. Look at him. he's already. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I already know. I already know. I already have Jake's and tweets, so I don't need theirs. I need yours, Corey's. I gave him mine with Phil Lindsay. That was a sweet trade. <laughs> I have a certain guy picked out for the ninth round. I already have, know who I want there in that spot, so it'd be hard for me to let go of that of that pick. <laughs> Big but, uh, guy. I've ar- I've I've already like done a mock draft of our supplemental draft for 2024. I've already got like figured out, so oh, pretty much good. done. I have not done that. <laughs> I haven't even done that for our 2023 draft. But. So who who are based off your your information there? Who are some people that need to trade away some of their assets to try to rebuild? So I have three playoff pretenders, Patrick and Nate, even though one of them are going to get in because nobody in the AFC in the other division is going to catch up in record-wise. Yeah, no one wants it. Um, no one has a heart. Nope. Um, if they want to make a move, they one of them needs to decide, I'm going to be a contender this year or trying to get into the playoffs. Honestly, if I'm them... I don't think they're going anywhere in the playoffs once they get there. So I, if I'm Patrick and Nate, I would be selling. Nate's not selling Jalen Waddle. I already know that. I've tried many times. Um, Brett is another one. Like I said, right now he's in the playoffs. I have him as a playoff pretender. Um, and again, he's just had some really poor games. I He doesn't have much on it. Like Jake said, he's not a He's not very deep on his roster, so he's somebody where after this two-week tampering period comes into play, um, he's somebody who should probably look at moving some of his top assets. Did Jacob tell you in the chat to talk about the tampering stuff? Like, I don't know. The guy just can't get over it, I tell you. Yeah, it's definitely him, Luke. Not you at all. To be honest, Brett's got four players on his roster. Yeah. (laughs) Like... Name. <laughs> so, out of those four, who do you think who do you think would make the most sense to trade, Jake? Jerry, Since Jerry. we're theirs, Tyreek. 
Tyreek or Tyreek. Yeah, get a boatload for him. I mean, I agree. Or Diggs should be able to yeah. get a boatload too. Yep. Javante. No, he's dust. I think you're. I think he'd be selling low on him. Like, oh, yeah. Unless there's one person, all you need is one. But if there's one person that like super believes in him, like hey, he's gonna come back, he's gonna be just like it was pre ACL. Then it's like okay, well, if you could get pre ACL tear, Javante Williams prices, then yeah, I would sell. I mean, that. What would you pay for Melvin Gordon right now? That's basically pre ACL tear, Javante Williams, right? Yeah, I you know. Didn't even win that job from him. Like his value took a took a huge dip this year. People like Javante Williams a lot more than I did, and I never understood it. I mean, I think he's a good back, but I don't think he's a game changer. There's nobody that it's the Broncos. I mean, I think Javante is better than a lot of backs, but. I think the Broncos just suck, and I think Nathaniel Hackett sucks. So, Brett, my call out to you, because they both said Tyreek and Stephon Diggs, wide receivers have more value. I think we have I think we can agree wide receivers have more value because of how long they can stay in the league. Is that accurate compared to, like, running backs? Yes. Do you guys feel that way? Yes, and I feel like, like I'd you rather have an elite running back or an elite wide receiver. Elite wide receiver. Depends. Wide receiver. So I would look at Brett. If I'm you, I'm looking at trying to trade Joe Mixon to somebody who, to one of the, whether it be Corey, me, again, if Nate or Patrick want to make a play. Obviously, I mean Jake, Luke, you guys can go after him too. But I would push you. trying to get rid of Joe. No problem. <laughs> no problem. You're you actually can't go after him, Luke. Jake, you can though, oh. if, if you want. What tampering period do I need to be able to go after Joe Mixon? That's what I want to know. I will just tell Joe Mixon there is a college bar that um, you can kick people and you won't get in trouble. Too soon. Yeah, I was not expecting to do this, so I sent it to Luke just because I thought it was, hey, it gives you an idea of what... I do on a weekly basis to determine who I put, and Luke absolutely fucking loved it. So. Loved it. It was it was great. We spent the last like half hour talking about this, and I loved it. So, well, we don't have anything more other than we will be dropping this here in your newsfeed <laughs> later tonight on Thursday, November seventeenth. Next Thursday. It's Turkey Day. It is Bears' favorite holiday. So, we're not sure when we are going to record, but Jacob and I will be recording at some point next week. Bear might be there, too. We might be doing, you know, it's going to be a wild week. It'll be, I don't know. We'll figure it out, and we're going to make it fun. And, spoiler think the quick hitter is going to be food related whether it's candy i don't know but anyways should be turkey day food what's what's the most iconic thanksgiving uh, food and if you say turkey 
you stink. Because turkey stinks, it's dry, and it's gross. Ham, not the dark meat. Bullshit, you throw some gravy on that, it'll be great. You put gravy on everything. You put gravy on ham, and it tastes better. Like, I, ham's salty. I've got the... We'll I've got it. the Thanksgiving 101. It's mashed potatoes. It's mashed potatoes with some of the lumps in it with Amish noodles. Amish noodles you, you can buy from Hype. going to be next week. We're going to talk about food. We're going to do it live, Grim. We, we did <laughs> Amish, I'm coming in with my horse and buggy. Let's fight. Listeners, <laughs> before we started this, we probably had a 15-minute discussion on what flavors of different candies were the best. Stop that, Still talking about Yeah, we're not. We're, yeah, we're not going to get back to it. We don't have another half hour to talk about this. All right. We cannot give away our secrets. <laughs> so that is it for us. Purple Skittles. Good suck. luck to everybody in their matchups next week, except for Tweet and the birthday boy on the NFL side. I am your host, Luke Probasco. That is Jacob Belleville. We have our we have our uh, friends here, Tweet and Dennis. Call me the Bear. Bear. Jim Bear. Good night. Bear. And don't forget on, to start your studs. Bye. Famous. <laughs>